Hello everyone and welcome back to the 343 Football Podcast. It's your host Jaffa and once again I'm joined by Daud. Hello. Ali. Sup. And Khudama. Hello. How was everyone? Yes. Not too bad. I'm hoping yes, for the Premier Yes, is your answer to how was everyone? Yes. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just hoping for the Premier League to start. Yeah, just man, to let you know, I'm, I'm not feeling alright. I am tired. I watched Scottish football and it was horrific. It was pretty funny at the same time. Which uh, game did you see? Hibs versus St. Mirren's at Easter Road. So, yeah. The only thing I know about isn't, Saint isn't this the condition training that you're doing that you're talking about? What condition training? Watching the Scottish football. <laughs> <laughs> Going up there and then how, actually enduring. How bored can one man be on a weekend? Yeah. 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 Literally, the only thing I know about St. Mirren <laughs> is that Paul Dummett used to play for them and won a cup with them. That's the one. Didn't Mike Longstuff go on down there as well? No, no, no. Nah, he, he went to Aberdeen. To, he, he absolutely flopped at Aberdeen he, and now he he's gone to... I, I don't know where he's went now, but he's went to Aberdeen. He's gone to Mansfield now, so... Is he? Yeah, he, he's... I think his his career mm. high points already happened. That goal against Man United is it's, it's gonna go downhill if it hasn't already yeah. happened. Unlucky, but I hope you're not too tired to answer the trivia questions. Probably am, but let's go. Okay, so I thought something different today. Can you name the footballer based on the nickname? Okay. Okay. First one is the Divine Ponytail. Baggio. Yeah, correct. Roberto Baggio. Roberto Baggio. That's okay. one. Whoa. Second one is the baby-faced assassin. Uh, Solskjaer. S- yeah. That's one for Ali. This Come one's on my. This one's uh, my. F- says, and then you. Just yeah, it's, 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 I was it's, gonna it's, say it, Lyric. This one's my favorite. I, I love this nickname. One size. One size. Do you know which one matter? No. One size. One size. Uh, There's a wordplay element to this, which is why I love it. So yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, uh, so Juan Fran. It's not Juan Fran. Juan matter. Juan. One. One He's size. Spanish phrase, isn't uh, yeah. he? Yeah. Is the footballer himself is very like low key. But the nickname's amazing. He's he's Spanish, right? No, no. He, oh, he's not. He's he's, he's English. I'm fairly certain. Oh, he's English. Well, he, at the very least, his entire football career has been in England. He's bounced between Prem a little bit, mostly Championship, centre uh, back. I don't know. I thought played for Newcastle in their Championship season 2009-10. Oh. I'm testing you guys. This is knowledge that I have comfortably, but not for oh, you. Oh man, no, Charles no, no. He never played in defence. Centre back in. The come on, man. Let, let me say Sorry, the other two because there's five in total. So let me say the other yeah. two. We'll come back to one side. Okay, do you remember who the wardrobe was? The wardrobe. The wardrobe. Was it Beckham? No. Again, Premier League. This is no. Nah. Joey Bond? Nah. Damn. Okay, Le Sulk. The who? Le Sulk. Le Sulk. Oh, Le Sulk. Le Sulk. Yeah, Graham Le Sulk. Sorry? Lukaku. No. Damn. Le Sulk. You guys don't know Le Sulk. Very famous nickname for this player. This player is also very famous. Who sulks a lot? Tammy Abraham. No. <laughs> Who's he's retired He's retired now. Graham Lasso? That's what I said. No. Oh. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> well, uh, we started off with two out of two and then struggled with the last three. Yeah, to be fair, I feel like these are very obscure. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah you know yeah, what I'm what not going to know these. these. I know. The first these are, time I'm, I'm hearing. Yeah, You've never heard like, of One Size? I've heard of One Size, but I, 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 I can't honestly. You've can't never can't heard of The Wardrobe? I've heard of The Wardrobe. I've heard of The Wardrobe, but I've The Sok. I haven't heard of. This player, like famously, everyone's like been ragging on him for his like mannerisms and attitude for years and years throughout his career, plagued him. And he's retired now. He's actually been an answer in a different trivia question before. Mario oh. Balotelli? No. Uh, I was thinking that as well. Let me know when you want me to get Wild to the answers. Me. I mean, give us something g- g- more. G- give me something a bit closer, I guess. Okay. Come on, brains are functioning. I'm he's, tired. He's French. And a striker. French. Oh. Le Soc. An Elka? Yeah. Do you remember Nelka getting the Le t- attack because of how like mopey he was on the pitch all the time? Damn. No. Uh, fair enough. Well, do you have any other favourite like nicknames then, I guess? Anyone Shun. have any favourite nicknames? For footballers? Al Pistolero. That's, that's the one which I like the most. I, I could have put that in, but I knew Ali would it's get too it. too obvious, yeah. And El Nino for Torres is a decent one as well. 
Okay, so um, the wardrobe is good as well. The wardrobe is a Senegalese midfielder who played for Fulham back in the day. Oh, oh the up. That's the one. Oh, Best nickname course. ever. RIP, by the way. He, he, I think he passed away last year. Oh, pretty sadly. Yeah, yeah. He was a great player, by the way. Papapubadiop. Decent shot on him. And uh, one size is Fitz Hall, the centre back. You guys remember him? Fits one, all. Yeah, one size fits all. No, one no, size no, fits no, all. Oh, now I got wow. it. It's such I'll a good honest. nickname. That is too far back for me. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry, lads. I've probably overreached this week. Sorry, uh, I'm a bit tired, man. Actually, no, why I should got, I apologize? You should apologize. I got four out of five. Uh, three out of five. Hey, I, got, I yeah. got one before Dowd got one. And it was Dowd his team. Dowd didn't get one. Oh. Yeah, no. right. Like Manchester United <laughs> against Middlesbrough, you I, flopped again. I guess we'll have to go a bit easier on next week's one. But that's the uh, trivia section there. So... We're gonna, we had a funny discussion last week regarding the Pep Guardiola and um, I mean, Alex quite a serious discussion, to be fair. Not a yeah. funny one. Funny in the sense that you were so wrong and I was so right. Yeah. And uh, the second one was Lampard's going to flop Everton. That one's a t- more of a time will tell one. Uh, we've got Kodema to kick us off with his hot take this week. Um, I think it's a little bit less of a sort of emotional one, isn't it? Uh, it's more of a, um, a, a gripe I've got with the, uh, with the current like media in the game basically stats are ruining football and what i mean by that is not ruining football in terms of the like f- for teams or like the actual level of football it's ruining football discussions anywhere and everywhere all right so can you give your coursework a title now what is it <coughs> what's your hot take title? what stats are ruining football discussions okay in terms of like us casuals who you know never had a chance of making it pro you know, like back in the day, never made it. I'm you know, a, I'm it, it's cool. It's cool. You'd come in, you'd discuss games. Everyone watched match of the day. Everyone had had some semblance of what had happened in a game. You know, you could judge players based on what you thought of them. But now you enter a discussion with anyone, be it online or ever. Don't even get me started on football Twitter. But now you just get the feel like that, you know, someone gets in an argument online. They look up a player's stats for that season. Oh, X player scored three goals and, you know, two assists in 19 games. He's shit. Like, that's it. They write players off. And it's just, I'm done with it, man. I'm done. Like, this whole XG craze and stuff, like, too much importance put on, like, distance covered, Opta stats with their one-word summarization for a, for a tweet. Like, I'm, I'm just, it's annoying me. <laughs> I, I get where you're coming yeah, from. because it, I think it it, it it tells more towards the commercialism aspect of it that these stats make, do make a difference for a vast majority of players that are coming in because that they need that short-term success or even given long-term success. And then when the stats are, are you know veering off because of a just just natural human element to yeah. to to somebody's game, it is bringing players that you know w- would generally have a chance to come back and salvage their their playing career and absolutely just you know wash them out. No, I think it's it's an interesting one because you're saying that stats are in football discussions. So like, at the same time, I feel like uh, normal people down the pub when they talk about football, no one's gonna bring up a stat like. You know, when your dad and your dad are having a fight about who's better between Messi and Ronaldo, nah. they're just going to go fully emotional. I think it's it. changed now, you know. No, yeah. I think no, it's I online. I, I think it's the online space. No, the no, online space assists, has more. No, 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 it's definitely more in the online space, but I, I've definitely had like discussions with people where like stats yeah. are being... Ten assists this season, yeah. ten assists. You can't you change no, those that. Num- like, those numbers also, are fine. I mean, I, I mean, just give me an example. I feel like there's a, also become a distinction between stats ruining football discussions and analytics are sort of weeding their way in there because there's. I think there's a difference between like your basic stats, like when you tell me, for example, you know, there's two strikers in the Bundesliga. One of them has scored 10 goals in 20 games. The other one has scored five goals in 25 games. Obviously, I'm going to be impressed more by the guy who scored 10 goals in less games. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's that's pretty... I think everybody grew up in the era where Sky Sports News 
Um, the stats that they used to play. Uh, um, Teddy um, text get right, bro. Well, I'm, I mean, uh, 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 a little bit after, a little bit after that. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, this guy was going back to the Stone Age. I, I know that dinosaur man. <laughs> um, you have to ring up for an airport ticket then. Um, so it's all good, bro. You used to have the Premier League table. And then the next slide used to be um, something like the next fixtures. And then the next slide used to be the top scorers for the Premier League. And that's all it was. And that w- w- was the stat for me that was the most important stat for the for the season. And then over the years, now, you get obviously assists, you get uh, interceptions, you get um, uh, most completed passes, you get XG, you get all this type of uh, stuff now in the slides that keep going around for the Premier League for no yeah. other league. Um, this occurred, by the way. Yeah, it's, just, it's not just that. Though. I just feel like um, analytics are probably unbelievably useful to the you know the data. The People get in, like in clubs. Teams. Clubs are now driving their recruitment policy through using those analytics. Yeah, yeah. For I clubs, mean, for the sure last five, six years, absolutely invaluable resource. Very successful. Yeah. But I feel like the layman doesn't really understand how to use the stats. I'll give you an example. Right in 2020, uh, Sebastian Haller won the most aerial duels in the Premier League. So you could probably say like, oh, he's probably the best at winning like uh, knock-ons, headers, and stuff well, like no, that. No, this is bit, this is but stats he, though. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, let him finish. Let him finish. you could be like I trying mean, to build it, like say, trying to say someone, oh, don't really rate him and stuff. He'll bring up that stat, and then like you don't know, so you're like, okay, no, fair enough. Like that, he's the best at headers, right? But at the same time, Sebastian Haller also lost the most aerial duels in the Premier League yeah, that yeah, season. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying so to say. So they can fit agendas. I mean, in, like no, but it's a misnomer because he won the most and lost the most. Yeah. When you, when you when you talk about uh, stats, <laughs> you, you have to give a um, an equal comparative and also but that's my what, point. People what the data uh, pool set that. is. People don't do that. So like, let's say if I if I was in the prem for one match, yeah, I got a hundred percent heading stats, and Sebastian Haller got ninety eight percent. Technically, I'm a better header, aren't I? Yeah, stats. Yeah, if you said it in a certain way, that's what I'm saying. Though, yeah, like, people so, use the stats like they just give you half the story because. You know, I don't they, think they, they do in football though. In football, that happens all the time, man. Have you ever been on football Twitter? The average layman, yeah, but I don't know, like. Uh... No, they do. They present their narrative through stats a lot now. Um, one thing is for me with stats. Now with XG spe- specifically, have you guys ever actually looked at a shot and thought, "Oh, that's a sitter. How how did he like miss that?" Or like, "Oh, that didn't look that hard." Like for example, I remember painful painful one for me. Um, was last year when Newcastle lost to Man United at home. Right. Uh, I don't know if you remember, you guys remember Rashford's goal. It was just like a little curler finish, like into the bottom corner. Like he was right next to the. Fortunately, like, yeah, I do remember. It was like a six-yard box finish, and it was there was nobody near him, so he was like the only guy in the box with the keeper. And that was like you know no player is ever gonna miss that. And then I saw after the game they said that the like the xG for that was like zero point two six, and I'm like. That's is like everyone's gonna score that. You're like yeah. one on one the keeper. The angle's open for you. How is that zero point two six? I mean, I struggle with the individual value the, of the, the XG. The argument there then is is that that's a game that each uh, statistician is making in terms of his version of what each of these XG expected, whatever. Yeah, means. there's different models. But yeah, the models are, are the things that you need to complain about, not the actual stats. Then I would argue that the actual stats play a very vital role in excelling. No, but my point Further is progress. stats and an- analytics overall, not just like goal scored, assists, stuff like that. I'm talking about stuff that as well, like stuff that the problem with analytics as well is like a lot of stuff can't be measured. So we're putting like too much importance on it when judging players. When so much stuff like just goes past uh, un uh, uncounted. Do you know what I mean? Like off the ball runs and stuff. Like say you've got an attack that has led to a goal and one player is out on the left, he crosses it in to the striker. He has an XG of 0.9. It was that much of a tap in. 
But what about the like? Say there was a third player in that attack who didn't touch the ball, but his run took a defender away and opened up. That Do you know space. what's ironic about what you're saying? Um, the things that you can't quantify with stats at the moment. You know what's actually trending uh, in terms of fixing that? The statisticians are coming up with more things to try and value those intangibles. Yeah. Like, are so, yeah, but that's so a different article. discussion. That, that hasn't happened. But I, yeah. I, I don't think that's your argument, though. But your argument is, is the actual um, the element of football, watching football, uh, is is now okay. being a lot more numerisized compared to... Numerisized is not wood. I, I don't know. I thought it was wood. It sounds good. <laughs> but yeah, like... Uh, like, like of, I one of the examples mean. I'll mention is uh, they're making now something called XT, which is oh, expected, yeah, expected threat. Right? What the heck? How? Yeah, how dumb... Like, it sounds dumb, doesn't it? Like, it sounds like too convoluted, but one of the things they're trying to do is that, as the article I read said, why are we never giving credit to the pass receiver? So everyone, like, when Kevin De Bruyne makes an unreal pass, they're saying, oh, look at that vision by De Bruyne. But Sterling has to be on the other end of that, making an unreal touch with the inside of his foot, you know, cushioning that. And he might not even end up getting, like, the final goal contribution. He could pass it off to someone else, pass it off to someone else. So that now they're coming up with stats to measure, like, the value of a, a pass receiver, which is new. And um, but in t- and that gets me t- talking about that. Like if I see those stats and I say, "Oh my days of Eason, yeah. how valuable this player is receiving the ball." No, but see, this is what my point it's, is, right? Um, it's going to be death by statistics in the end. The discussion I because think, you're saying yeah. they're alleviating the fact that stats don't measure everything by trying to measure everything. So then it gets to a point where the caveat is like, "Yeah, we have stats that measure everything. So why do we need to watch the game?" Because but, say, for example, you had. Because it's fun. Um, <laughs> the game is the fun part. I know, I understand, right? <laughs> but like, say for example... If you're a Twitter troll and you want to look at stats, then you can go with that. But obviously, what are they actually gain from that? You know what I mean? If you go back to the 2000s when you had, you had amazing players on the ball like Ronaldinho, Zidane, like, you know, they weren't, they didn't have like what the stats like Bruno Fernandez has in a season or something like having twenty plus goals, mm. but it doesn't mean Bruno Fernandez was a better player than Ronaldinho or Zidane. That's you know a good I mean? point. Yeah, there's no, it's no, just like a, like yeah. where, like I was thinking about it before with Coutinho and Bruno as well. I was thinking, yeah, Bruno's got you know great goals, great assists, it's going up, but Coutinho's better on the ball. You know his goals were a lot more amazing. It's it's why he got that big money move. Yeah, you know exactly. that, that's that's he, what it is. He's, he's a fun player. At the end of the day, it's entertainment, right? You know, yeah, and like. You're saying like if they measure everything, that'll fix the problem. But then it's just like which stats do you bring up at that point? Yeah, I what, mean, what gives like say you? Say in for fairness, example, there's definitely right? some players that play okay. better uh, visually than they do versus that. Do you know what I think as well? Like, uh, let's talk about the podcast realm because we're you know that's something we're doing. We know whenever we talk about when we used to do the podcast where we'd review matches, none of us ever mentioned stats. By the way, like we used to actually talk about like individual moments and trends in the game and like a team dominate. But then you look at, uh, should I name names? Yeah, go for it, man. Like, I like this channel, decent back in the day, you know, Euro Football Daily, but they always, like, yeah, they'd they, always they make, they like, dick sc- ride over stats, don't yeah, they? Yeah, or like, you know, um, Erling Haaland had 2.0 of this, and, uh, you know, uh, navigated this with a 6.7 success rate. And I'm like, how is this even fun to listen to? Like, you're not telling me anything about the player, you're just giving me numbers about him. Like, yeah, that's my point. It's, that's that's entirely my point. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's just like, it's. After a while, you just get bored of it. And you know what it leads to? It leads to you, like, never read, reading the article. Because, you know, when you read an article on the game, it's just going to be bombarded with the stats. And you're like, yeah, I'd rather just watch the three-minute highlights. That'll give me... Like, watching a game will always give you more uh, insight. Yeah, video analysis reading. is the one for me. I love video analysis. Yeah, video analysis is good. Well, I agree. Like, players like Michael Carrick, right? You, he was invisible on the pitch. Yeah, he did so much. And his stats used to back yeah, him up. Yeah, that's vital to, like... But that's what I mean, though. If you watch the game... 
you well, know, I mean, I know that, that old that, meme. If you no, watch, no, if that, you watch that, the game, you don't see the squats. If even. you watch the squats, you see the game. Yeah, that's yeah. essentially the point. Like, watch the game. Don't just read about it. Yeah, you'll get more information if but you know how to watch. I, I think I because uh, they try to make football more. Uh, what's the right word? They try to make it more American, basically. Yeah, and no you know, do you get where I come from? You know, stats like this guy's stats are better, his numbers are better. It means he's the greatest. Blah 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 blah. That's what they work with uh, in basketball with LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, bro, basketball is stats. You, you, you know what I mean? It's it, it's, a, it's yeah. crazy. Whilst you know, whilst the influence which Michael Jordan had, had uh, yeah. you know, he did unbelievable things, and his father passed away. He came back. You know, it's it's a story which made him so great. And same with. Boxing, you know, you look at boxing stats, how, how many shots he got in the round, but it depends on the impact as well. Yeah. Like, how much uh, the opponent was here. When you, you focus know. on stats, you miss context. Yeah. That's the problem. That, that's like, the issue. Yeah. Exactly, because so, you mentioned it before, like, uh, the better player doesn't necessarily have to be the one with better numbers. And I think yeah. that's the big thing. Like, you know, when you were, like, watching your own team and you're rating a player, like, say, for example, Joe Linton, right? Mm-hmm. Laughing stock of the Premier League last season. You know, there were moments where you'd watch him as a Newcastle fan and you think, no, there's a player in there. Oh, you try to back up that point with anyone else that doesn't watch Newcastle week in, week out. They'd just be like, yeah, look at his numbers and laugh you off. And then you can't really yeah. say anything because you can't make them watch the last couple months. Yeah, because the, for the longest time, the narrative was he doesn't score goals. When he stopped being used as like the main striker, even in the even under Bruce, like Bruce eventually stopped using him as the main striker. But that thing about his lack of goals stuck with him forever until... I think like the last few sort of televised matches by Newcastle, the one against Man United, yeah, where people specifically, actually watched him yeah, and saw like, that he's actually shit. a decent player. Like he put in that performance he put against Man United is one of the best I've ever seen. Like it's, like, it's crazy performance. Do you not find it funny how the narrative has started to switch around Joe Linton? Yeah, his numbers haven't really improved, but because people have watched him more. In fairness, his numbers have. You know what you say? His numbers haven't improved. His, his, his goals have. haven't. But yeah. his, you know, I mean, ironically, I'm about to say something. <laughs> stats here as well. Yeah. I'm about oh, to say great. something which actually disagrees with your hot take because. You can't prove Joe Linton's value through stats, and it's those advanced stats like a uh, number of pressures. Like people are like, yeah, "What the hell is yeah. number of pressures?" But he's always topping those stats, and he's always got like the best success rate of winning the ball back. So he actually needs stats to say, "I'm a good player." Yeah, but at the same time, right? That is one of the double-edged swords of stats. You can build the narrative either yeah. way, though, mm. because there there's some stats that haven't improved. So you could say he still costs forty million. And he still hasn't scored. Well, the other thing I could say, he's low. He's still not making runs in the box. But like, it doesn't like you don't get the full context no matter what. Well, my point is not that you know we should get rid of stats altogether. I just feel like trying to measure everything and anything is is just killing the, like the you know the discussions. Of I, it. I just think that's how football is going to go, though. You know, yeah, I don't that's, think there is a remedy. To yeah, it. I don't think there is a remedy. They're just trying to even. It. I I kind of enjoy it to be honest with you. It's even now in more in video games because like back in the day. When you play against your mate on FIFA, <laughs> all you could say was, I had more shots than you, man, more possession than you. Like, those two things, I say, it doesn't matter. Like, And then you would be like, mate, all your shots were like 30 yards out and stuff like that. <laughs> but now, they've put XE in a FIFA, so you'd be like, look, man, I had the better chances than you, man. I should have smashed it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So stats are it like... Gives, it gives you a better picture of, yeah, the, of they, the match without actually seeing the match. Stats are taken over. That's what over, it like, is, literally. Do you guys remember the first um, days in match of the day? When they used to, they always at the end of the manager's interview and they put like the number of bookings and the shots. Yeah. All of a sudden they start squeezing in XG in there. And that's where people are saying, what the hell is this? <laughs> so it's it's sort of taken over the football yeah, definitely. sphere. I don't think it's ever going way. away. But yeah. my point is like, Dow just said it there. He's like, he feels like uh, stats give him a better idea about the match without watching the match. That's my issue with it. Like when you try to debate with someone about a match that happened and they haven't yeah. seen it and you have, and all they do is pull out stats. It's just, it's There's just not enough time. Do you know it's what exhausting. the counter- There's just not enough time. 
and there's just too much good football, man. That's the yeah. problem. No, the best thing to do in that situation, because there's no one in the world expected to consume all the football unless I mean, unless you're a Bielsa. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, it's, you're a professional scout. Oh, you Bielsa. I like listening to the fans of the team's comments. Like, whenever, like, Reddit is a useful tool, but Twitter a little bit as well. Like, if Wolves had a 1 1 draw against I West Ham. I completely disagree with that. I'm not going to lie. No, no, hold on. To hold, fans just about a second. I, I, yeah. Okay. If Wolves drew 1 1 with West Ham and I didn't watch that game, I don't even care about watching that game. But I'll go into the thread, I'll be like, Oh, Will sounds like oh, we got so lucky, man. West Ham proper dominated. Like, I can't believe we went away with a point. Okay, okay, that means that West Ham had the better day. Like, even if the shot stats are equal and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, that's one thing. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree, man. The I just... only uh, argument against my own logic is listening to Ali about Liverpool. Because according to him, Liverpool's like the best in everything. Like, there's no flow <laughs> in Liverpool. Yeah. Suarez scored like 200 goals from one shot in his Liverpool career. Like, we can't listen to Ali at Liverpool. That's, that's all I said. Yeah. Oh, man. I guess... <laughs> That's my point. Like, it's just, it's it's exhausting after a while, like, football discussions. Like, you mentioned Reddit, Twitter, all these places. Like, now it's just stats, stats, stats. Like, and it, it just arguments and narratives built up using stats. Like, there's no more, like, mm. actual discussion anymore. Do you know what I mean? Unless, like you say, you go down to the pub or whatever and you talk no, to people. Like, like I said earlier, on this yeah. podcast, we never talk about stats yeah, and that, I always enjoy it. Yeah, that's why it's the best. That's why we all enjoy coming in and talking about football <laughs> and what we watched this week, but... You know, when you're just trying to argue with someone, he's like, yeah, but they're ex-Jesus. Like, all right, whatever. Like, it's just a pain in the ass to argue with. I suppose. Have you got any other, like, sort of points in there? Uh, no, I guess just that, like, it's death by a thousand stats. Like, I'm just bored of it. That's, my, right. that's my main argument. Let's let's get a consensus then. Uh, Ali, are stats ruining football discussions? Uh, I don't, yeah, I have to come back to me with that one. I have to think of it. Because I'm right in the middle. Uh... No, I, th- I think it's a natural progression into the 21st century. So you're happy when someone's like uh, saying that this player is better than this player or this team is better <laughs> than this team and co- they quote analytics to prove their point. That that makes you like, you think that's a yeah, quality part, insightful it's part, discussion? It's part of it. A, a mm. thematic analysis is is bringing quantitative and qualitative aspects of it and it's the gold standard. I just think Sorry, the, that's my science background. My point about that, like, just, I feel like the general football fan is not trained enough on stats to use them the way they should be. That's why clubs hire like experts. When you're just trying to have a discussion and someone like sees a high number or like 99%, like, you know, when like transfers is a big thing. Mm. Like, you know, Bruno uh, Gimmerich that we just signed. You go into the thread about like about people like Toon fans that are reacting to the news have never seen fr- him play in the French League. Well, all they're hopping on about, I mean, they have a right to be hyped, right? Because he's like, you know, well, yeah, like his ball progression like, and stuff. Just about yeah. his ball progression, 99th percentile this, 99th percentile that. You're like, <laughs> You haven't really seen him. Like, you're just yeah, yeah. Like transfer all this uh, unless you've you watched European football, like the yeah, European Champions League, then yeah. you have watched them. Like, yeah. You know, when someone tells me, like, um, oh, like his ball progressions in the 99th percentile in the French league, I genuinely feel like I haven't really gained any insight to how he actually plays besides yeah, like, it's Eye test beats everything. Like, that's that's one thing. Eye test beats everything. Because it doesn't tell you, like, what kind of passes he's playing. Unless you delve into the stats, well, who, who has the time to dive into every stat? Which isn't even the full picture, because, like I said, stats don't measure everything. Like, say, yeah. like, he had the best. Uh, first touches how do you know how many of them are like you know sometimes a player can like the ball can smack off him from a wayward pass and he controls it and stuff whatever yeah like he might be doing that you don't know like definitely definitely i mean it's but i still think i i appreciate stats being there for the stuff i haven't got time to watch like i, I need that like uh, but not as much as i need the comments from those te- the team's fans yeah fair enough. that to me is the bigger thing i think like i said there's no remedy to it like uh ali said like that's way was it that said that's the way the game's going yeah so it's just but if I had to, if I had to give like a verdict on your take, I disagree with it. I feel like stats aren't ruining football discussions. Because if they were, then I wouldn't want to talk about football. Ever. 
Fair enough. I, I'd agree with that now, thinking of it now. It's just, you know, it's just how the game's going and when it comes to arguments and, de- and football and debates, Stats are there don't get me it. wrong though the moment we just mentioned stats to prove a point I'm out with this door like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to listen to <laughs> this, this next half takes going to be interesting <laughs> oh yeah actually yeah that, that leads us a bit into our next take so Dow, oh, come on Dow the consensus was just me that agreed with it yeah, yeah. yeah. alright well but it's still a quality I, st- I understand being wrong from. in a hot take isn't embarrassing so let's yeah, now let's just on to Dow hopefully I, I can we'll uh, check last it. week we'll check you went wrong it was, it was three games right. one that's all well you know what it is Let, let's see let's do it before and after right okay Whoa, whoa, so, you haven't even introduced your topic yet. I know, uh, um, that's what I'm saying. Uh, okay. Let, let so, let doubt, doubt I dazzle pre- us. I want to preface this because I think uh, us growing up, we had the three best, one of the, th- you know, the three best English midfielders, um, central midfielders, let's say, sorry, uh, Paul Scholes, uh, Frank Lampard, Steve Gerrard. Okay. Now, m- my, and this is not the title, but I was going to say Paul Scholes is better than Steven Gerrard and Frank Lampard. But I think, Remembering how Frank Lampard um, changed the way he played as his uh, career went on, became a lot more attacking, a lot more uh, a marauding attacking midfielder. I don't think I th- I don't think you can actually uh, compare Paul Scholes and Steve Gerrard to Frank Lampard because the way he changed his game as the years gone by and became a lot more he played te- higher up the pitch, higher up the pitch, yeah. did a lot more f- uh, for the team in terms of actually getting them over the line and winning matches. In terms of just a Pure midfielder. Um, okay, uh, uh, this is the question. This is the before bit, right? So, do you agree, or who agrees, that Paul Scholes is a more technically complete, overall better midfielder than Steven Gerrard? Okay. That doesn't make sense. No, no, I get the question. So, that's your take, basically. Yeah. Do so I think Scholes was a more technically gifted, and more complete. complete central midfielder than Steven Gerrard? Yeah. No. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say technically, yeah. Oh, okay. The Liverpool fan agrees. Okay, so not complete. No, not complete. All right, let's... Uh-huh. Okay, That's go fine. on then. Right. You, are, you, are you going to give us a argument for so, both? So, or just a so, the title, so the title is basically, yeah, yeah no, I'm going to give you an argument. You're going to give as well? I'm going to give an argument about... I'm okay, gonna so, give what's the actual core take? What's so the core take? It's, Paul School is, is a, a better overall midfielder uh, than Steven Gerrard. That's a northern. All right. Um, and I'm going to, you know, just talk about Obviously, where they played, both played in very similar roles. Steven Gerrard, 100%, I would say, is a better uh, defensive midfielder. And, mm. and the defensive work rate he had, then Paul Scholes, yes. In terms of actually um, um, progressively playing out from from the back, uh, they had different styles. Okay, So, Paul Scholes used to either distribute, uh, usually on the floor, short passing to medium range passing. He had a, he had a lot less those long range beauty Long balls. Did you just save those for the trees at the training ground? Well, um, those. Lo- I mean, compared to Stephen Gerrard, Stephen Gerrard had loads, but then he also uh, did, wasn't very successful with a lot of them. As Paul Scholes was very successful in have you got numbers pin- pinpointing those so out. Stats are coming. I've got, okay. I've got stats of bad. Yeah. So, so, so I, I'm going to get to stats because I I, I try to find those <laughs> specific stats, stats well. about like. Not, but them was not interested in those, those specific <laughs> stats about long balls and like picking them out. No, see, in a debate like this, way like you know. It's been a while since we've uh, all watched it. Because a lot of people will argue that, Steven Gerrard. So a lot of people argue Steven Gerrard is a better player. And they always mention, okay, he won the Champions League. He literally uh, pushed the Liverpool team to the Champions League uh, honours in um, 2005. Oh, yeah, and to the four. final of 2007. In 2007, right. Okay. He, and the team, considerably in 2005, wasn't as amazing. And 
I mean, if you look back at it now, you, you do see some gems there. I think 2005 was better than 2007, though, wasn't it? 2005 was the greatest achievement in football history. You look at that AC Milan team. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. You look at that AC Milan oh, team. Here we oh, go. No. Nah. no, 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 no. I'm being serious, though. <laughs> look at that AC Milan team. I'm not talking about Liverpool as a greatest team. Greatest achievement in football history, bro. <laughs> that, that is a hot take. Okay, okay, okay. Listen to this. All right, all right. right. Come yeah, back no, next no, week for a That's more inflammatory than your Lampard take. <laughs> I'll say that. Do you know what I mean? No, no, but listen to this. You look at each player in that AC Milan uh, team. They were all world class. Right, by the way, just I'll right, you, right off the bat, right off the bat, I just want to say that the Leicester title win yeah. in fifteen sixteen was more impressive yeah. already. Nah, nah. No, nah. Nine, in ninety minutes, anything can happen yeah. across a thirty-eight game season for a team like that. I don't want to derail from you too much, but yeah, I just yeah. need to shut this down because he said it's the greatest football team in history. Totally wrong take. It absolutely isn't, Leicester. That's right. your it's, opinion. It, it's one of the best factos, moments. bro. Factos. It's one of the best moments in in this century. No, I think that's, that's one of the greatest okay. football achievements ever. Quick vote, quick right. vote. What, what was more impressive? The Leicester title win or the Liverpool 2005 Champions League? Leicester, yeah. I'm not, I'm not Le- Leicester. Lie, right? That's because fine. Maybe it's recent bias. Yeah, Leicester, Ma- I mean, maybe it's recent bias. You know that's what I mean? fine. Like, at that time, it could have been different. Recency bias. Recency bias. Recency bias. <laughs> <laughs> Reese's Buttercups, let's go. <laughs> All right. So, um, and obviously, Stephen Gerrard obviously played uh, in uh, a lot more of a shit team um, over the years. Uh, he was playing for... Uh, it for fluctuated Liverpool. a bit. Yeah, there was times yeah, where yeah, Liverpool was sort I mean, of on par with Man Yeah. And obviously, no, but overall, not, you're right. Overall, you're right. And obviously, um, there's the other thing with uh, Paul Scholes having that eye injury and then coming back and he never really... Wasn't like that towards the very end, though? Not the very, very end. But that double vision He had thing. about three three seasons after that. Mm. Um I mean, to be fair, he did still play amazingly, but a lot of people said that he wasn't um, as aggressive as he was before uh, and he didn't play as much as well. Okay. Okay. So in terms of stats, just in the Premier League, because I know um, Steven Jarrett played for LA Galaxy as well. Uh, Paul Scholes played 499 matches in the Premier League, 107 goals and 55 assists. Okay. Now for Steven Gerrard, he he played 504 uh, matches, 121 goals and 98 assists. So very similar, very very similar in terms of what the. What no, I think Gerald Gerald's Ger- Ger- doing better than Scholes. Eh? He's got is, better goal ratio as well. Right? None of these players were strikers. Like goals and assists, sure. Like assists more than goals matter in a midfielder. But back then, the midfield didn't really have the same creative responsibility that say uh, Man City's midfield have now or Liverpool. I mean that's. Have now. I'll be honest, I didn't think Scholes had that many goals. Exactly. Can you say those numbers again? Scholes had goals. Can, can you say this? Yeah. Scholes scored 107 goals. Steven Gerrard, 121. Okay. Uh, what was the total games played for them? Uh, 499 for um, Paul Scholes and 501 for Steven Gerrard. Uh, 504 what? for Steven Gerrard. Oh, okay. Even the, the appearances are very similar. Yeah. Uh, what was the stats count? Uh, what do you mean? The stats. What was the total? Uh, sorry, the assist, beg your pardon. The assist. Um, 98 for Steven Gerrard and... 55 for goals. Ooh, goals. Massive drop off that. That's a, like the uh, goals. Relatively. But okay, then massive. we go Champions League, right? So Steven Gerrard played 73 games in the Champions League. He had 21 goals and 14 assists. And uh, Paul Scholes had 124 games and he had 24 goals and 10 assists. So this Again, is still. Gerrard's still, better then. Yeah, still, you, need, you need to remember Gerrard wasn't in the Champions League as much then as well because the drop off was so. But that, he I'm just gives you total appearance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the appearances? Sorry. Uh, 73 and 124 for Scholes. That's a massive difference. So it, Scholes way more. It's a big difference, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, pay, I'm painting the picture. I'm painting mm-hmm. the picture. I, 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 Steven Gerrard was an absolute workhorse. So, you know, there's those arguments. The other argument is... Um, I've lost a track of thought. Sorry. 
what was going to say oh so uh, in terms of testimonials from players right so very very um recent thing i heard about uh, when uh, peter crouch went to liverpool for the first time uh, pretty much Steven Gerrard and uh, Jamie Carragher used to run the whole dressing room in terms of like um, how they wanted to discipline players, anybody who, who's coming in knew how they would play, what their attitude was like. And Steven Gerrard was the, one of the most professional players you'd ever meet. He would honestly work his absolute arse off. That, I don't know if, if, if you get in terms of where, where I'm painting the picture. Now, let me get you the testimonials from actual players that have... In the game, pros. So you're building this. He, he's building his argument on Thierry Henry and certain players. No, no, let's hear it, man. I think right. he's building the no, argument on the Messi. Let, let's hear it, though. Talent right. versus hard work. I think that's what you're trying to go with. Yeah. So, Xavi, in the last 15 to 20 years, the best central midfielder that I've ever seen, the most complete, is Cole Scholes. <laughs> I have spoken with Xavi Alonso about this many times. Scholes is a spectacular player who has everything. He can play the final pass, he can score, he, he's strong, he never gets knocked off the ball, he doesn't give possession away. If he had been Spanish, then maybe he would have been valued more. Um, let's not talk about Gary Neville and what he said. Uh, Zinedine <laughs> Zidane, he's all, almost untouchable in what he does. I never tire watch him play. You rarely come across the complete footballer, but Scholes is as close as you can get. One of my regrets is that, he, um, that the opportunity to play alongside him never presented himself during my career. Cristiano Ronaldo, Scholes is the best I've ever played with. He's helped me a lot when I was young. He's amazing. Lionel Messi, at La Masia, his name was mentioned a lot. He's a teacher. Peter Schmeichel. All right, wait, I'll go for uh, Luis Figo. Luis Figo, right? Let's go with non-United players. I'm starstruck. When I see Paul Scholes, because you, you never see him. On the pitch, you can't catch him. Off the pitch, he disappears. All right? Uh, Thierry Henry, he said in an interview... On Sky Sports. Yeah, I remember this. He's saying that Paul Scholes is much better than Steve Gerrard. No, no, Steve no, no, Gerard. no, no, no. You, you, no, no. You didn't say much. You said by a little bit. Gerrard was second behind. Just get oh, that. Sorry, sorry. That was about to lie to us. Sorry, sorry. Come on. All right. You were about to lie. You were just about to lie. So don't be a liar. Be with you, I had the article up. I'll get exactly. How can I trust all the other quotes? I mean, I'm reading off. I was I was going to come off. Give me two seconds. He said Gerrard was a close second. Just by much. Jim Carragher was so confused by it. It was, it was quite, it was quite honest, funny. I'll be right? Okay, wait, wait. Xavi, maybe yeah. one small regret that he's never going to play with Paul Scholes. Um, but I was never going to leave Barcelona and he was never going to leave Man United. Okay, can, okay. I, can, can, I, can I counter that now? All right. I've got the Thierry Henry. Okay, okay we get it. We get it. A lot of quotes. Scholes yeah. is good. Okay, uh, before you make your rebuttal, right, <laughs> I'm just going to say, right? And I don't know if this is controversial, but player testimonials from don't mean anything. Yeah. That's, mm. this I mean, is, this is are, I'll tell you why. I'll I mean, you they why. are because absolutely next. They I'll, were praises. I'll give you my reasoning, right? I, I any, just feel like... You know that Ali Diev signed for Southampton? <laughs> he he was signed on a testimonial from a player, from a scout, okay? Yeah, okay. But but if scout, if, if those book. testimonials aren't anything to sign I for your club... Like, uh, in, that, in, that's not the same, by the way. I just want to say. I'm just kidding. I'm saying, right? In interviews... I feel like interviews are fishing for those comments and like these people they don't want to make say anything controversial so they'll just like you know when a player retires like, they're very brown nosy they're very brown nosy and panderous they're breaking that like Thierry on Riemann I'm just saying right in terms of like judging between who was the better more complete player I watched both of those players growing up right so, so do we all basically put it this way right do you know in the England squad which player did they actually put in their natural Gerard. position Gerard. and which one did they shove off to the left Scholes why because Gerard. He's more effective. He's better. But he's who's who's ca- who captain? Who's captain of England between Gerard and Scholes? 
Oh no no I just want to know well, that. This is the thing. Jack. No, 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 no. Let, let, I, I'll I, let you talk. I, can I talk now? No, yeah. I, I preface that so, by saying so can that. You answer, can you answer my question? Professionalism was, was the, one of the highest. No, ever. was it Gerard or Scholes? Was Gerard? Okay, like you talk about Xavi there. Well, I talk about no, captaincy. No, no, no. no, no you talk. You talk about Xavi there. So, um, in the Champions League final, when Scholes was playing against Xavi, did he did he beat Xavi? But I'm pretty sure Gerard did beat Scholes. I mean Xavi in the midfield when he came to Barcelona versus Liverpool. I'm pretty sure that happened. I'm just, I, I, I'm just saying. I don't Which know. season was that? that was uh, obviously, I want to contribute to this, but I feel like Dawood hasn't finished his piece. I don't, so I, I don't, know, I don't know I where mean, it's I going. Know how many? I mean, I'll finish off. How yeah. many more quotes? Careful, right? Okay, yeah, so yeah, they, this is the last quote. quote, but you're saying that this is kind of like engineered by the j- uh, journalist. Engineered. I just feel like because in interviews like that. Right, just, like okay. Declan Rice was saying before, because those like interviews, you don't know what like. Just be, like you know, you're gonna praise a player who's retired. Like, why are they gonna badmouth him? They don't have anything against him. Like, they praised him. Like, so I mean, they they you can they, they could praise all players. They could praise David okay, Beckham. They could praise Matt right Curry. Now, I could go on Google and find testimonials from players. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, could, I you could find the Gerard I genuinely, to this day, haven't seen as many testimonials and many people go on about Gerard as they have with Paul Scholes. I mean, we we I could find do them. a quick okay. peruse while you're saying. Just let you know, Rice just came out. And Sky Sports just said Gerald's better than scores. It doesn't really matter. It's just an opinion. Yeah, I saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all it you is. You also said Messi over Ronaldo. That's all. I mean, these I hot takes Rice. are based on opinions too. I mean, so so, that's the, fine, so the other thing is that I appeal, right? I I genuinely thought when I watched Paul Scholes play, I thought he had everything. He still plays now, absolutely amazingly. He has an unbelievable techers to him. That's the difference. Technically, Paul Scholes, and that technicality aspect, the, the technical aspect of it is so good that it trumps what Steven Gerrard does as a midfielder. I don't think so. I'd have both of them. Don't get me wrong. They're both Actually, amazing. But Paul Scholes pips it. He wasn't even the best midfielder at Manchester United because I thought Roy Keane was better. That's the first thing. Secondly, I don't know when Alex Ferguson tried to sign Gerrard, who's, who's he going to replace? It wasn't going to be Roy Keane, I'll tell he, you that. He's going to put a player alongside you, you think I don't think time? I don't no, think no, no, anybody think, no, think don't, don't be silly man Paul Scholes will never no, no, ever no, no, Gary okay, Neville right, listen right. Okay. This, this just proves my point I'm, one google search player quotes about Steven Gerrard Pele uh, <laughs> okay, Thierry Henry Pele. Perlo Maldini Thierry Totti, Henry said Kaka okay yeah. this is what Thierry Henry said you want to talk about what Thierry Henry said yeah. uh, this is my point about these quotes not providing a full picture because at the time when they were asked you don't know what they were feeling like it's just like throwaway comments in a way. Do you know what I mean like they're too I subjective? Mean, I don't think they're too throwaway they comments. They're, they they're they pretty in depth. Wait, because you can find them out any players. My point. I don't like, know. Henry says it was a disgrace he didn't win European Footballer of the Year after Istanbul in 2005, and for me, he will be regarded as one of the greatest midfielders of all time. That literally does not say anything about what he's about. Okay, but why does Le- Le- Lionel like, Messi said he was a teacher? He he was like a teacher in La Masia, the way he plays. Well, I'm telling you right now, Messi has seen scores play besides when he oh, smashed him. Uh, take the words, <laughs> take the words at face value. If I'm going to talk about, oh, it was a, you know, he's such a great player. It's it's criminal he didn't okay, win something. Take it, take that's it different. Value. Take it face it's, value. It's different when you say it, when you actually talk about the player and how he used to play and why he was so good as a centre no, midfielder. You're saying take it at face value. That's entirely the point. It's too service level. That's, like if you're that's surface level. Players, this is not surface level. So down, I think the line is a little bit in between because those quotes definitely have value. You know, when when someone is giving you that endorsement, considering you know those names are high reputable players in their own right, that's going to mean something. But at the same time, I can see Khodema's point entirely. Do you know when like there's a an interview, the player sat down, it's a summer's day, they've got their garden in the background, and they're doing a whole introspective about their career. He's he's just going to be giving compliments to everyone he's faced and everyone he's played with. Like this is going to be very. 
like it's not throwaway because you're right there's a bit of detail they weren't just saying school's good they weren't given yeah. examples of why he was good and superlatives and all that yeah they were yeah. talking about each aspect of it so there the lines in the middle but i think for me the reason why i value gerard over scolds as midfielders because i'm i'm very aware of the fact that you didn't say as players if you just said as a footballer gerard all day by the way like there's there's not even a debate that gerard was a better footballer he could do so much more with the football than scolds could well um, i don't know about that as midfielders within a midfield role like, well, scolds so had a lot you, what do you mean about that what do you mean okay. about that right here's what i mean the God, way this is gonna be funny. the way that Gerard dragged Liverpool to the 2005 final and the 2006 FA Cup win as well, by the way, those were two comebacks. Scholes has no ability to do that. He cannot take a game by the scruff of its neck and turn the entire narrative around. He cannot do that. He 100%. was more. Scholes was more leadership, this. This, this is what Scholes was. Is different. Scholes was. No, no, but the ability to actually change. The for game. me, he still has to do it. He, he can for me, change the game. Scholes was the perfect cog alongside these class players, alongside your Roy Keane and whoever else was there, and these really good fullbacks. If Scholes was looking left and right, and there's Jimmy Traore and Steve Finnan, he's not winning that game. <laughs> Gerard can win that game. Scholes can't. Gerard was way more impactful. Such a better footballer, like on a technical level as well. I'm talking I'll about. I'm manager level as well. Pass it. By the way, Gerard. <laughs> uh, one of the things that people love about Scholes was his ability to like drop deep, switch it to the other flank, and just sort of keep the tempo of the team, controlling the He's game. A conductor. Gerard was a master of this as well. Gerard's passing from deep was incredible. The amount of um, the partnership, yeah, yeah, the partnership that Gerard developed with Torres, finding him in behind, off the shoulder, the defender, that stuff as well. Yeah, these are comparatives, but I'm saying Gerard gives you that and more. Gerard can give you those like mentality moments, the dragging the game, winning the game. Like Scholes cannot do that at all. By the so way, this is the thing I, I was saying say. as a midfielder. So like leadership wise, yeah, I would say. It's even but even I'm, I'm giving you midfield examples, by the way. Like I'm just saying. Like, I, I didn't even touch upon honours. And I don't think that's fair because obviously Steven Gerrard didn't get a chance. Well, let's talk about individual honours. He's not talking about honours though. Let's talk about like individual honours. It's, individual it's honors. interesting you mentioned honours because one of my hot takes that I had shortlisted was <laughs> um, whenever we talk about who was the better player, we should we should absolutely forget honours. Oh, can honors, talk about individual honours? Because honours, it's mean, all about the You're play. right, you're right. Danny Simpson's got a Premier League title. Steven Gerrard doesn't. Yeah, that you've already made an argument yeah. for me. But for me... <laughs> Midfielder-wise, don't get me wrong, they were both top midfielders. I'm not going to hit on scores to the point where he was a shit player. Of course he wasn't. But tell me this. What they can do from midfield with a football, controlling the game, passing, shooting, playmaking, vision. How is scores better than Gerrard from what you saw in your life, like watching these two teams and watching these two players? I, I genuinely... Th- this is the thing, right? It, it, I think it depends like what you want out of your team. Who would Pep Guardiola put, uh, play more now in his team, right? I'll give you an example. Scores. Because he plays in his in his setup. I'll tell you, like, Steven Gerrard like, does not. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll answer it this Frank way. Frank Lampard if definitely. He needs, if he needs the Rodri replacement, he'll pick Scholes. If he needs the De Bruyne replacement, he'll pick Gerrard. Who's better between De Bruyne and Rodri? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know about De Bruyne being the same as Steven Gerrard. I don't know. There's similarities Steven there. Gerrard is a, Very a, a, Just to say, Gerrard nah. in his younger days, Gerrard in his younger days was good enough to be a, dribble, a dribbler on the wing. Like he had a he lot of his right game. back as well. He played right back, hey, right uh, wing. He played uh, right as an athlete. Gerard was way more impressive than Scholes. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you if you look, I think that's a bit of a visual thing, though. Like it, we no. probably need, we probably actually need. If stats you for if that. you tabulated their running stats and their dribbles, uh, this is and the thing. Passes, like, like we probably do need to see that. He was a workhorse. Don't, yeah. don't get me wrong, but I think it's the, it's the Yaya Toure thing, isn't it? It looks like on the pitch he wasn't doing as much, but he was doing loads. Yaya, Bro. let me revisit. Uh, Gerard was closer to Yaya Toure than Scholes was. Scholes would never be able to drag the ball from like the deep and like, yeah, Tiro was I mean, actually done it quite a few honest, times. Yeah, Tiro might have been a bit more gifted than both of them. I have to be honest. I would say so. 
Uh, is that a hot take? I, I don't know about okay, this. I, don't, he, I genuinely think. I genuinely think. I genuinely think Paul Scholes' delivery is one of the most. Yaya Toure could do more. Okay, even visually, like have you seen some of his like? Yaya Toure is top five Premier League. Have you seen top five player moments that Paul Scholes has done? Yeah, they're like they're like magic. I mean, he retired and he he plays like Sunday football, and he still makes a mockery out of like. I'm gonna revisit the point I made earlier, right? Right. You have two players in your team in a similar profile, right? You only have one spot for either of them. Who do you play in that natural position? The better player, right? In the England national team, the whole, you know, talk to death debate about not being able to find a balance between Lampard, Scholes and Gerrard. Who was the only one that played in their natural position almost all the time? Gerard. Well, Steven Gerrard, because the managers knew you put your best player in the best position. That's why Scholes was shifted out on the wing where he shouldn't have been. And that's where Lampard started to like, I guess, like he said, change in his career, almost become... Un- Uncomparable to Gerard and Scholes, but between Gerard and Scholes, most managers thought, "Yeah, Gerard is the better player." He's like Jaff mentioned; he's the one that can grab, like that ability to grab the game by the scruff of its neck, change it individually. Like, can, can look I, at that I, goal I, he scored in the FA Cup final, man. Ger- I mean, Scholes can I, is not. Can game. I give you a good example, right? You know, you know, Xavi uh, and Iniesta, right? I think Paul Scholes is, is a bit more like comparable to to them two in terms of like. Just like the uh, the slender way that they used to play football. Okay, but Scores and Gerard aren't in, comparable. In, no, no, but but no, no, Gerard isn't. But Iniesta used to play <laughs> right wing. I used to play um, in on the right hand side. And then he used to sometimes play as a um, centre attacker mid. Paul Scholes can do all those, and he did. When did Paul Scholes ever Paul play as a right winger? Play, left he wing, played like, as attacker he played midfielder. Left midfielder like right, right, Ram. Game. He played as right attacker midfielder. Right. It's not FIFA, bro. No, uh, he did. He did. I found an interesting article just now looking this up. Uh, it's a website called GiveMeSport.com. But what they've done is they've compiled answers from professional footballers, just literally answering who's better. So if we could just reel through them. Fabregas said that Gerard was better. Oh, damn. Uh, Bruno <laughs> Fernandes. I, I didn't come across this. Bruno Fernandes said that Paul Scholes was better. But I feel like Bruno Fernandes, as a man, he's thing. never going to pick a different Yeah, that's player. why I didn't pick my night. Yeah. Um, well, you picked Ronaldo. Michael Owen said Gerard. Well, yeah, Michael, Owen, Michael Owen was always going to say Gerard. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the best playing career. Tony Cruz said Paul Scholes. Okay, I feel like that's an interesting one. Oh, Someone like Tony Cruz hell. saying Scholes. Yeah. I mean, Javi and yeah. uh, Lionel Messi, Zinedine Zidane, Luis Figo. Thierry Henry said Paul Scholes. Oof, okay. Damn. Uh, Deco said Paul Scholes Ooh, Oh shit. yeah Deco as well Sorry that, He, he okay, said why a did massive they, piece Why did they ask Kieran Dyer? But Kieran Dyer said Paul Scholes Kieran Dyer was a good player man Let's yeah. not be Chris sorry. Sutton said Steven Gerrard uh, Of course he would Brian Robson said Steven Gerrard Ruben Loftus-Cheek <laughs> He said Steven Gerrard Bro was he even old enough to watch either? <laughs> um, Gary Neville said Paul Scholes obviously Carragher said Steven Gerrard obviously, obviously. Uh, Why are they asking Zaha and Robbie Savage man? Okay. Are there sources on this? This article's going down the drain quickly with the names that they've interviewed. Yeah, because it's not building your narrative. Uh, That's my point, man. These these are just different forms of stats. All right, come on, Mark Noble. We all trust Mark Noble's opinion. <laughs> oh, what did he say? Steven Gerrard. <laughs> <laughs> I just know you know the nah, type okay. of player. It, it suits what they are. There's, it's a tough one. It's, it's a tough one. It, because no, like they're 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 like uh, you know I'm definitely want to be like a Steven right, Gerrard. Look, I would say this ca- by the way, captainesque. I'm getting an impression that the the fan opinion of this debate is so different to the pros' opinion. The, pro, the, the pros' opinion does seem to favour as well. Yeah. The crux of your argument was midfielder, right? The attributes for a midfielder, you know, you being able to score field. from the midfield. I think the attributes assist. of a midfielder has changed Gerard over the last 10 years. Gerard was the better goal scorer. Gerard was the better passer. He had better control of the game, could dictate tempo better, could defend better. Not that scores didn't do them at a high level. It's just everything they I could do. I Gerard specifically brought the stats bit. So where, where's this visual thing, man? Where, where you know you said he had to me better, he had better numbers in the Champions League. Visually, visually, visually though, 
I just think I know I'm like disproving what I said. Yeah, exactly, said, exactly. But, but this isn't stats. This is numbers. This is literally stats. Which stats are numbers? But this is like goals scored, goals numerally. It's for me. Numerically. That's a number. Dad, I think you want to rephrase. That's you a, might want to number. say that's a that's a word. No, but he's saying complete midfielder. Which, nah, nah, nah. I said, come on, Gerard, I said, Gerard, I said, Gerard I said the most Dad, complete technical midfielder. Dad, behave yourself. Don't be a child. Come I on. I said the most complete technical come on. midfielder. I see, I see this comment which says. First of all, I'm a Man United fan. This is on Quora.com, which is the, uh, you know, the oh, pantheon of settling all the bait. Bottom yeah. barrel. Yeah. <laughs> can I just well bring a uh, bottom from the street to give Can I show you? I've got, I've got loads of those at the moment. Oh, yeah. No, and I, they're all they're all. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to read his entire comment, but I want to know what you guys think of this part of it. So he says, first of all, I'm a Man United fan, and I say Gerard is better. He says, no, the difference isn't too far apart. No, I didn't hate scores. Simply, Gerard is a better player all round. He started his career as a defensive midfielder, slowly pushing forward in his peak and back the central midfield road later in his career. Meanwhile, Skoll started in the hall as an attacking midfielder. He even played left wing in the England national team for a brief period and then back to a more central role like, Ger- uh, role like Gerard. Then he goes, defensively, Gerard's better and it's not even close. Skoll's tackles are a horror to watch and his timing is terrible. Gerard will bring stability to the midfield without compromising the defence. Gerard uh, was the better leader and he goes, the only thing I would say Skoll's is better than Gerard is his passing and it's not even that far apart. So he's pa- given one, one midfield movement. attribute. Movement. Scores' Ger- movement was awful. Didn't you just hear about the defending? By the defending is just movement. You know, I, I really want to know the this. dribbling. The dribbling. Gerald was a much better dribbler than scores. Okay, let's see. They Who both had much better scores. They, 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 they had two scores dribble in my life. Like, no, goals was like a metronome thing. Like he was yeah. holding and spraying. <laughs> no, but seriously, <laughs> like I never saw I mean, any transfers. Like, he was, he I was, never saw any transfers when it came to Paul scores. It just, but there was a lot. I mean, he was a one-man club. He was never gonna. No, 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 no. Transfer rumors. One-man club. What's the man? Yeah, the, the, the toast rumors, Okay, bro. if he's a one-man club and he won like, the Prem, fair enough, he's the better player. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine Jose Mourinho, what's called Prime Chelsea, who, who did he, who do you want? Paul's just, what's called Skoll nah, or Jared? Those, the, went for Jared, those were different, they, those were different times when you knew certain players uh, were not. I think that's a weak argument yeah, because you, you, know, you knew Skoll was like entrenched in the whole man. Yeah, thing. You knew certain players you couldn't get your hands on. He still couldn't get his hands on And Gerard. then again, actually, Gerard was entrenched in the whole Liverpool thing, but That's he was still it. one. That's it, actually. Hold on. I completely reversed my decision. That's because it. His who point wanted, makes a lot of who sense. Who wanted scores? Nobody wanted scores. Two academy-grown players. Say, the numbers say Gerard's better. The managerial career says number, what's called Gerard's better. The oh, char- why are you bringing managerial? <laughs> totally irrelevant. <laughs> totally irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> the managerial career. I'm just saying. This is the, what the you get with deluded Liverpool fans. They always say that midfielders make the better managers, so the better midfielder would be the better manager. Look, I look, I get I get what you're saying, what you call it like as a deep line what you call it midfielder. Yeah, scores was good, but you're talking about as an overall midfielder, nowhere near as good as Steve Gerard. Yeah, like okay, I'm, nowhere, I'm saying, look, give me technical midfielder. Come on, Dowd, behave. Okay, let me Don't present, be a baby. Let me present this argument. If your team had an injury like a ravaged injury situation and you had to like play, put a player anywhere in midfield, like one week it has to be the C D and the next week it has to be left wing, centre mid, attacking mid. James I feel there. like no, no. <laughs> of the two, I would I be more comfortable trying out Gerard in different midfield positions 100%. than I would Scholes. Hundred percent. Because Gerard think, can do but more. Gerard has li- done that. I literally gave right the argument. I gave the argument now that he played winger for England for a bit. I mean, he England. can play. He can play all on that on that right hand side, the left hand side. He was a lot slower, more pedestrian. He couldn't time his tackles properly. Like I Gerard used, was a lot more assured. He, he was a awful. Like, I mean, Gerard he wasn't awful right at tackle. Let's not. He wasn't. He wasn't awful. He wasn't the best tackler, but he did. He did enough to to tackle. He earned enough yellow cards. Yeah. Also, I he did I miss a punch against Jabi Alonso. Come on. I have to be honest. Like, this to me is... It, it's it was not terrible. Even... It was a terrible hot take. I'm not going to lie. It's not. No, it's a good hot take. No, it's I a good know. hot take. It's a great it hot take, I, actually. Nah, I don't think it was. Because, if anything, you, you being wrong means your take was a hot take. So, it's a good hot take. Do you know what I mean? Mm. 
But Possibly, I don't know. I just thought it was a bit silly from bringing that up. Is, uh, that's what hot let's, takes. Let's, uh, yeah, it's, it's what it's all about, but send, he's still looking into send it. Send a montage of uh, Paul Scholes moments and uh, Steven Gerrard moments and right. give the visual look. Let's, is he going to send a slip or something? Like has, uh, I'm telling you, right? I've looked up uh, Steven Gerrard montage right now. It has zero dislikes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's um, get the uh, lads. Let's get the verdict in. The Paul Scholes one has zero dislikes. Yeah, that's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm using stats to build a narrative. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Kodem is coming back in with the validation of his hot take. Um, yeah, let's get the verdict. I'm going to go first. Dowd said that um, Paul Scholes was a more complete technical midfielder than Steven Gerrard, and I disagree. Ali. Do I, need to say, do I need to say something here? I mean, you, you, you said you, you, you agreed Kodama. initially. You did say you agreed initially. That's no, no, no. He said, he, said, he said technically. Then it got changed to a complete midfielder. I said the most complete technical midfielder. No, you said you said technical. First. You didn't <laughs> you, say complete. You did change it. Um, you did change it down. Look, Kodama. stop playing on the lines. Okay, the most complete t- technical midfielder. <laughs> Gerard. Gerard. Look, ger- the goal say it. The assist say it. Kodama, the influence what, on the game say it. It's Gerard. Yeah, it's Gerard for me. It's Gerard for me. And it's Gerard for Dowd as well. And it's... Uh, Dowd on the wrong end of a 3-1 again. Sorry, bro. I know how it feels. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. But yeah, I enjoyed that a lot, lads. It's you got any other hot takes before, uh, you know, just, just crazy ones you want to mention? Yeah, Yoyo Toure in his prime top five Premier League players of all time. Oof. Midfielders or players? Players. Okay. That's a hot that take. That season. Which, which season was it? 13-14? Yeah. Uh, it was that, uh, that season. I bet you won. Yoyo Toure. Um, nah, was actually that's... playing football on 0.75 play, playback speed <laughs> nah, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you five players already uh, Suarez in his peak in the Prem Henri Ronaldo Shearer and oh, we need one more yeah two Fernando Torres Fernando Torres in his first year Gerard in his prime was more effective than Tour in his prime as a Premier League player that's five already he's up there though he's definitely up there like what was from top 10 <laughs> What we saw from Toure yeah. in thirteen fourteen was ridiculous. Like you don't see that. You often. know what it is? I, I need to rephrase it in terms of instead of prime, like his peak. best seasons of a player, right? Oh, Bale best as well. Best ever individual seasons Ooh, of a player. Bale, yeah. Suarez number one for me. Gareth Bale number two. How's Mohamed Salah? You know we've actually had Mohamed we've Salah, actually had this yeah. discussion before. In one yeah, of our Salah number three. Yoyo Toure number four, and Alan Shearer number five. Ah, you got Cristiano Ronaldo one there. Right? Best half season of all time. Papi C say eleven twelve. One hundred percent. End of discussion. Second half is Even uh, I second half is in the top. <laughs> then the second half of the next season is the Demba worst Bar. half season. Yeah, but Demba Bar picked up the slack. There was always a Senegalese Newcastle United striker doing well. That, yeah, that's what matters. They were just. Have you got any other hot takes? Nah, I'm, I'm all hot taked out. We'll be talking about different things on the next one, lads. But thanks for joining as always. See Thank you. Thank you. As always, you can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok by searching the handle three four three football. That's F U T B O L. And on Instagram by searching 343 Football Podcast. You can also listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher, and all other major podcast networks. 